<laughs> okay. Hi. Wait. Hi. We started. Yeah. Did we start? Did Wait. Yeah. I'm turning my phone into airplane mode so it doesn't buzz. Oh, I didn't do that. No, you should do that. It's it's no, on silent. We're fine. <laughs> well, mine's on silent, but it still buzzes. Hence, like, silent is a misnomer because it's oh. still like. Well, mine will, but it's not that loud, but it'll buzz. Oh, mine sounds like a fucking power tool. It's ridiculous. Huh. It's an old phone. It is it's an, an old, old phone. It might as well be like a flip phone. I remember for the longest time you used to say, it's an old phone because it was a flip phone. And then you got that one. <laughs> and you've had that one since you had your flip phone. I did. <laughs> and so. I have had this phone for, I, I haven't had it that long. I have, There was one phone between my flip phone and this current one. Was it one of those itty bitty ones that were the size of your pinky? No, the last oh. one was the one that was gigantic and it came with its own like backup battery pack. <gasps> the backup battery yeah, pack. Yeah, it, it might as well have been a fucking notebook. Right. And like an old like three ring binder notebook for all the room it took right. up in my pocket. Well, and that's then the this dividing, one... right? That's when they were like, maybe we should just make an iPad. Yeah. 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 And so I, uh, so this one is much smaller and I've had it for at least four years. That's a long time. Is it a long time to have a phone? In, uh, this is how completely out of touch I am with tech. I Although, don't know how I've long it is. I've had mine a while. <coughs> but I don't know. I'm Are just you dying? Out don't of die. It. Have some have some mule. I think the mule is what's making me cough because there's so mm. much ginger in it. So <laughs> and someone was out of lime, so I had to make it with lime juice, which is super sour and only aggravating it. No judgment. I mean, it still it, tastes good. <laughs> he sneezes when it's too much ginger and it's fucking adorable. It hurts to sneeze because I <laughs> fucked my back up the other day. I'm, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm fine now. I'm like, fine yeah. now, but I was in I was in the studio the day of, and I was like on pain meds, and but my back was still kind of hurting, and then yeah. I sneezed really loudly oh. before my session, and then the engineer got on recording and got me going, achoo, ew. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then they made that, they, they made that, that sound my cue beeps for nice. the rest so of the session. Nice, so it go beep, beep, oh. Mm-hmm. Nice, I like that. Which just made me laugh. Didn't help my back at all. No. But we're they say that, laughter is the best, best medicine, but not when you have back problems. Yeah, we're at that age where just <laughs> randomly you'll be at the kitchen counter cutting something and then your back's like, you're not going to do that anymore. Or anything anymore. Or anything. Oh, did you did you think you were going to pick that pencil up? That's oh, funny. Oh, did you think sitting down was going to fix this? Mm-hmm, mm, mm-hmm. Oh, you no. need to get up to get, you need to get off the couch? That's going to take five minutes. <laughs> God. <laughs> out of nowhere. I used to be it's able some to. real like, bullshit. And it's funny, like I can go to the gym and like deadlift 300 pounds. And then yeah, totally. Me too. I'm and then I bend over wrong in the shower for the soap, and it's like, oh, that's a it's, terrible analogy. Is it? Mm. I mean, I have to bend over in the shower because. Do you use a bar of soap? I do, and it's on a little shelf. You don't use have... like shower gel? No, I've never been a big fan of shower gel. Really? Do you feel like it doesn't get you clean? It doesn't rinse off very well that oh. I've ever found it. Like it's filmy. That's and weird. And you I just gotta like... use a better. Like a better foundation for it. If you use a good foundation for the, then it will all rinse off. But what's this foundation? A lot of them too. They'll come with moisturizers, so it is rinsing off, but it's leaving a moisturizer on you. I don't like that. I like. I like. I like. You want to squeak? Them, I want to squeak, and then I want to put moisturizer on afterwards. Afterwards, because I moisturize the shit out of myself, but not. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be. I don't know. I guess I just like being regimented. Like, let me get soaped off and then towel off, dry, and then I'll moisturize. What's your What's your bar of soap? My bar of soap is usually Irish Springs. I really like the smell, and it's <laughs> the least it. filmy. Right. Of all we the ones use I've used. The... sometimes Dove. Dove is really the yeah. Dove for men. Cetaphil's is really, good. really good. Their bar soap is really oh, good. Oh yeah, I've, I've yeah, done them before. Yeah, there's a good one. Lava soap sometimes is really good too. 
Lava? Lava? That's harsh. It's not that harsh. It's like, not now. harsh on your skin. You can't use it in the winter, for sure. Mm. I mean, I say I mean, this why not? It's lava. with a bright red face because I literally... <laughs> yeah, like, you just got your face peeled off and I you're did. telling me it's about not, harsh treatment? It's not peeled off yet. You're, the acid has been thoroughly applied and the shedding has begun. You're shedding. You're shedding like a rattlesnake. I am. <laughs> I'm also biting like a rattlesnake. You, you know are. what I'm saying? <laughs> um. So yeah, this is our ghosticles episode for Ghoul Intentions. Oh yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, ghost. Yay! I hope you guys uh, enjoyed our last episode. It seems like everybody did. So, uh, it was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. you were talking to them, not me. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, either. I, mean, I, I enjoyed or... it. Did you enjoy it? I had a great time. I did yeah. too. It's a good, it's a good little, little. Um, the word would be lanyap. It's a Cajun word. It means a little something extra. Okay, lanyap. sure. Lanyap. I'll take it. It's a good word. Lanyap. Oh, lanyap. Sounds like a kind of animal or a boat. <laughs> yeah, like it's a, it's a knot. It's a knot. It's, it's a, a particular it's a knot. Particular kind of knot. Do you know how to do a lanyap knot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm an Eagle Scout. There you go. There it is. <laughs> Are you starting? Am I starting? Oh, yes, you're I'm ready. You look ready, and I am not at all Oh, ready. okay. Yeah. Do I look ready? You look, you have your phone up. I have. Well, I didn't yeah. even fucking bring my iPad my up My phone's here. only up because I don't know how to turn it off. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. I can do. So I am doing uh, I'm doing a creepypasta Yay! that I found. And it's probably been done elsewhere, but not by me. So I'm doing it now, and it call, okay. it's called "It Lives at the Bottom of My Stairs," Ooh. and it is by someone who um, goes by the name La La Luma. La La Luma. I'm assuming they weren't born with that name because it's all lowercase. But who knows? Um, <laughs> they're good. Is it La La Luma? La La Luma. It's all one word. Luma. So la 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 luma, 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 la la luma. I don't know where the stress falls. It's a, it's an unusual name. It's a creepy pasta. It can be whatever we want it to be. Their real name is probably like Bob. I was gonna say Sally or Michael. It's just like the most common name in the world. Because when you have a common name, you want a different name. Yeah, James or Michael. That's definitely what it is. Okay, so give it to us. Okay, here we go. I stand at the top of my stairs, sock toes curling into the carpet as one hand squeezes the door handle and the other hovers over the light switch trying to decide if it's safe to turn the lights out. It's nearly seven at night. I have about an hour before sundown, but it's just dim enough in the stairwell to make me doubt if that really matters. I stare down at the welcome mat, and though I see nothing, I know the thing that lives at the bottom of my stairs is watching me. I know its gauzy white eyes never blink, and that its teeth, thin and too long for its mouth, extending far past its leathery lips, cannot smile, but I feel as if it's grinning at me. I know its gaunt, lanky limbs are curled and crouched around its small body, waiting to lunge the second the light is out. I know it isn't real. If it was real, I would be able to see it, but even as I remind myself of this, I leave the lights on. You see, I made him up, the creature that lives at the bottom of my stairs. I've always had an active imagination. Many children create monsters or imaginary friends with rules. A man who runs beside the car but can only run in the shadow of the vehicle. A ghost who befriends you but is invisible to anyone older than you. A monster who waits at the bottom of your stairs but can't move until the lights are out. I'm not sure why I never stopped doing this. I'm approaching my mid-twenties, and most children stopped around ten, or at least they stopped talking about it. I try to keep my concerns to myself, 
though I have had to explain myself a time or two as to why I have to be the one who closes the door. I'm the only one who knows what he's doing, because I created him. The worst part is I know that he only exists because I think he does. There have been weeks or months where I can go up the stairs to my apartment and not feel his eyes on my back, his claws like fingers waiting to rip into me. All it takes is a stray thought, and he's there again. There have been times where I was too slow to close my door after I turned the light out. Nothing happens right away, though I know he's in my apartment with me. There is always a chill in my spine and a cold stone in my stomach when he gets past my door. But it's not like he drags me down the stairs or anything. For some reason, though I know he's capable of killing me, he doesn't. Even when I succeed, sometimes there is the dull thudding noise that starts at 2 a.m. and continues until sunrise. Like he's slamming his dry, callous, two big hands against the door, demanding I open it and let him in. This has been the hardest part about accepting that he's not real, because I've had guests ask me about the noise. I never know what to tell them. Though on the nights he gets in, I can feel him watching me from the doorway to my room, which unfortunately shares a wall with that stairwell. He sits in the same spot all night, breath wheezing out his squished, bat-like nose, body twitching and contorting as he runs his clawed fingers over his face in anticipation. Though I will never claim to have actually seen him, I will say I feel as if a trick of the light or a stray shadow have sometimes looked as if they were trying to reveal him to me. My biggest worry is I think he's getting closer with each time I fail. He started right outside my doorway, but he was a mere three feet from me the last time. I can't really tell because he isn't real, and because I can't see him, but I think he's getting more worked up. I don't know what he's so excited about, but I guess it will happen when he has made his way to sit at the foot of my bed. I think he's getting faster, too. I've been failing more often than not to keep him out, it won't be long now before he reaches his goal, whatever that is. Maybe it's to torment me and feed off my fear of what he'll do next. If that's his goal, he's succeeding. And it's killing me. I can't sleep knowing he's there. I know he's never attacked me in the past, but I'm always scared that tonight will be the night he decides that enough is enough and goes for it. My lack of sleep is hurting my job. My paranoia is ruining my relationships. All I do is sit at home and hide away from the creature I don't know how to stop. I'm sick of it. So tonight, I'm not going to hide. Tonight, I'm leaving the door to the stairwell open when I turn the light off. I'm turning off all the lights in my shitty apartment. I'm going to sit on my bed in the dark. Tonight, when his twisted body lunges and lurches its way into my room, I'm not going to pretend I don't see him. I'm not going to pretend that just because I made him up, that means he's not real. I'm going to look him in those disgustingly cloudy eyes and accept my fate. I'm tired of waiting. Oh! Don't do it! Oh, it's so creepy! Just move! <laughs> <laughs> it's a that's great. It's such a powerful such a metaphor, story. right? Really oh my is. god. It's just good writing. It's Straight good writing. up good writing. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, all I mean, first initially I'm thinking Slenderman, right? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, that's it's that, It's all the rage. It's all the rage. It was all the rage. All the kids um, want a Slenderman piñata at their party. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I you know, it's that whole idea 
too, about like groups of people, if they believe in something, can they make it come true? Um, of course, more importantly, this story is do you create the things that you're scared of. Yeah. And you have to face them. Yeah. Yeah. You got to yeah. say, I'm not afraid and let everybody else know you're not afraid, too. And I think that's amazing. There's an ancient concept of the tulpa. Have you ever heard of a tulpa? Maybe. Continue. It's a, it's a Tibetan um I don't know if it's Tibetan in origin, but it appears a lot in Tibetan Buddhist practice okay. where um, those so initiated can basically think a an entity into existence. Yes, yeah, and, that's what I'm talking and about. And yeah. that entity kind of then takes on a life of its mm-hmm. own. I wonder if the founders of that concept had... had <laughs> I wonder what they would think about meme culture. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we're living in a time where things, where certain realities get, I think, dreamed into existence. I mean, at least they have all the power of reality right, because yeah. for the people in the in the weeds, they seem 100% real. Yeah. You know, and if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, talks like a duck. <laughs> right. You know. The earth must be flat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the yeah, earth is not flat. That's, it's, no, to, God, no. Say that right it's, straight up. No, and if yeah. you think it's flat, God, take those, take that inestimable amount of free time you have to look up why the earth is flat and read a book, <laughs> a different book than you have yeah, been reading. Take a, no, they're not, they're not reading a book. They're watching videos on YouTube. That's true. I don't think there's any. I don't think there are any books on flat Earth. They're bound to be. I shouldn't have oh, said God, that because yeah. now people are going to come in and correct me. It's thing. okay. I don't care if it's in a book. Right. The earth isn't fucking flat. However. <laughs> If you have stories about your crazy family members who believe in flat earth, please send them to us. I would love to read that oh my shit. God, yes. That'd be amazing. There's a film called Eric the Viking. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking about this off the top of my head. There's a film called Eric the Viking. And it's not good, but it, was, <laughs> it, it but it, there's moments. I remember making a real impression on me when I was young and I saw it for the first time. I was a teenager and it's by the same people. Um, it's by, uh, it's by Terry Gilliam, or at least he, he was involved in it. Like, so it's, it's the Monty Python group, but it's right, not yeah. a Monty Python movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just got, it's some of the, it's, I think Terry Jones wrote the script and Terry Gilliam may have been the director. I, I don't know the, the particulars, but, uh, Tim Robbins is in it. Anyway, and there's a, it's about these Vikings and they're going on this adventure. It's long and complicated story, but at some point that with them is, is a Christian who's newly arrived who's at, at his faith. And so mm-hmm. he's totally against the, the idea of Odin and the Valkyries right. and Valhalla. Well, they come to Valhalla at some point and he's like their savior at some point because things go south and they got to get the fuck out of there real quick for like they get killed. And the Christian just goes, well, none of this exists. And he just walks like through the wall <laughs> and they're like, oh, Okay, cool. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really weird. Belief is a powerful thing. It is. It is a powerful thing. You can be trapped by it. It's true. Mm-hmm. That is very, so very true. true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I will be reading today a um, an email from Cassidy. It's a story she sent. And we got several stories, so thank you guys for sending them in. And, and no, sh- we plugged them in different places, though we still need more. And we still need emails. Keep them Definitely Keep them send us emails of thoughts or ideas or, you know, mm-hmm. um, We've got funny some little stories. Yeah. And stuff. Some yeah, things right? we're going to be looking into for future episodes That's right. That's right. Our next definitely episode. Definitely some personal stories from you guys. Yeah. My next episode will be. Uh, based on a story that somebody told us. So oh, that nice. will be good. 
but also just like the little, the short emails. If you have like a little story, because I know there's a, it's a lot of pressure to try to feel like you have to write a story that we're going to read. So if you just have a little story or something you don't necessarily think is, uh, is you want to be read in the way that we do the cold opens or some of the readings, then just send it in like a nor- you know, normal email. Yeah. Um, you can do it under the submissions or you can just send it to, to uh, ghoulintentionspodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. and just send us an email with like, you know, a little story, a little something in there. It can be tiny. There. It can be a tiny yeah. little blurb of a story if you want. It yeah. doesn't have to be. It this is to. These episodes are more like a tea room. That's right. It's <laughs> less a symposium than a tea room. That's right. So don't feel don't feel pressured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is from Cassidy. Thank you, Cassidy. I fucking love this story. Oh, I can't wait. Here we go. When I was five years old, my mother, my younger sister, and myself moved into the house where the man who I looked to as a father lived. It was an old train car that had been converted into a small two-bedroom, one-bath house located in a small town in Iowa, about an hour away from Des Moines and about two and a half hours from Villisca, just to give an idea of location. My father had gotten it cheap because of the strange deaths that had occurred in the house, such as the previous owner dying seemingly out of nowhere, to a woman who had hanged herself in the bathroom in the 70s after becoming involved in a cult. But neither of those stories have to do with the one I'm about to tell. It was shortly after we moved in. I can't remember exactly when the first time this happened was, since it was so frequent at the time and long ago. But what I do remember was a girl named Emily. Emily was 11 years old, and she always wore a white dress with her dark hair done in low-hanging pigtails. She was always in mine and my sister's room. She would play with me and keep me company. She was the only other friend I had besides my best friend Kayla, who lived with her father in New York during the school year and only got to come home to Iowa in the summer. I remember Emily and I playing for hours, laughing and talking all the while. This whole time, I knew Emily was dead. It was something she had told me. That was why my parents could never see her and why my little sister could. Eventually, though, when I was between eight or nine years old, my parents had gotten a divorce and we moved out of the house. Over the passing years, I started to convince myself that everything with Emily was just a lonely child's imagination at work and nothing more. Even though I would still catch glimpses of her or hear girlish giggling, I never mentioned her again and hardly thought about it. Fast forward many years to mid-2018. My best friend Kayla and I, who are 21 at this point, are sitting in my car in front of her house at about 12.30 at night, talking about the past and smoking a few cigarettes. My friend Kayla has psychic, medium, however you want to call them, abilities. We had talked about it a few times, but had never really gone into detail about it. That night, she looks me dead in the eye and tells me, all about how she has been seeing an 11-year-old girl in a white dress and pigtails following me around ever since we moved into that house. I'd never told Kayla about Emily, not even her name or what she looked like. For some reason back then, Emily had decided to attach herself to me and is still with me even after 15 years. 
Oh. It's so good. Oh, that got me. I know. That got me right in the feels. Yeah. Like, it's so... It's a good one. It's it, so lonely to think about a ghost I that's just know. hanging out, but that you can't and see. And then you think about it in the grand scheme as she did see her. Uh-huh. And then she stopped seeing her. And uh-huh. then she just, her friend couldn't see her anymore, and she just followed her around. It's so uh-huh. sad. I did audibly gasp when I read this story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I guess yeah. ghosts can be very patient. I mean, you know. They got a lot of time on their hands. That's true. That's true. They're like, oh, you know, this bitch will die one day and then then she'll see me again. Like, right, yeah. Or maybe, you know, maybe she'll have kids and then I can hang out with her. Yeah, yeah. And why her and not her sister? Like, why didn't she go hang out with her sister afterwards? And I want to know what her sister's story is, Cassidy. Does your sister have any stories? Please send those in. There's got to be something. I know, I know. Also, just the idea of of the, the train car that's been converted is fucking cool. I like that. That is really cool. I know. I that seems like a fun it's house. Fun. A yeah. Fun I mean, house. you know, with a ghost, but a nice ghost that you play with. She's a little bitch in white. Oh. It's a little baby bitch in white. A little baby bitch in white. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's yeah. great. Um, yeah. I did you have mm. an imaginary friend growing up at all, or friends? Not that I know of. Really? No. I had one. Yeah. yeah. You did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what? Mm-hmm. I had one. Um, and he, well, I won't go into much detail except that this this will freak you out because of what you know of me. He looked just like me. I I know I know. And this and story. he wore the same clothes. Uh-huh. I thought he came from a star, and I could point to that star every night, and it was always the same star, and it was not an obvious star. It wasn't like Venus or or Mars. And I was like, he comes from um, there. Those are planets. So. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I would. He came from a star, but I could always point to the star in the sky, and yeah. it wasn't an obvious light. And um, I saw him for years, and I knew his name, and then I found out that he was real. Mm-hmm. And it was like I'll tell. I'm gonna save that story for some of the times. You're such very, a very fucking personal. tease. It's too personal. It's too I personal know. for me. I get I get upset sure. because I used to see him too, and I don't see him anymore. And yeah. it it bothers me that I don't see him. I still feel him around sometimes. Right. Every now and again, like I feel like he hangs out, and whenever like something is up, I'm like, ooh, I get Maybe I have a spidey right. sense, and it's like mm-hmm. I, I mean, attribute also, it to him. I don't know that it is, but there's also like your brother has kids, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just. I, you know, it's funny, like, my oldest is never, uh, my oldest, uh, who's now in college, my oldest nephew, mm-hmm. is in college, and I, as far as I know, he's never had any weird experiences, because I've talked to him about it. I'm not saying he would have experienced him, I'm saying he is him. Well, but what I'm saying, oh, no, 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 because that's, no, but, <laughs> that, I've never thought of, I don't know. I know, we can't talk about it anymore, he's going to have to think about it. no. <laughs> No, but my youngest nephew, yeah. who who has some developmental issues, mm-hmm. um, who's a very charming kid. Like he's so sweet and mm-hmm. very like just fun. He's a fun kid to be around, yeah. right? He, um, for all his developmental challenges, uh, and they're pretty profound. Like he sometimes just fucking knows things that right. there's no way he could have known. He'll just say shit. Like on Thanksgiving, we were sitting near him, and oh, I forget what did he say, but it made me go. What? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We were bringing, we always bring Genji, our dog, over mm-hmm. to, uh, and Gen- we bring uh, Genji the Frenchie. Yeah, the Genji the Frenchie. We always bring him over to Thanksgiving because my sister in law is like, yeah, bring him. It'll be fun. But we have to put him in his little crate while we're eating. 
and we bring a portable crate, but we had to get. Uh, I left the portable crate. Yeah, over it's at here my house almost all the time. All the time, because it's yeah. like just his. Yeah, this is his home away from home. So we had to bring this the big crate that he normally sleeps in, and the it's crate huge. is really, really unruly and hard to like. Tra- I mean, it's just it's you like, have to, a, like it's take a it apart wire crate. in like three pieces yeah. and move it down. It's, it takes like an extra two trips to the car and back. So we brought it with us, and this is an example. This was over Thanksgiving, and we hadn't set up the crate yet because we just gotten there. Mm-hmm. And the, one of the first things out of my youngest nephew's mouth when he saw us was like, "Oh, hey, Genji, why, why, why couldn't you bring his his uh, his other crate? Why did you have to bring the big one, which was still in the trunk? He couldn't oh, see it. He had no idea. And I was like, Genji How? told him." How would you know? And and he just kind of, and whenever I ask him how would you know, he just kind of laughs and like <gasps> like goes ha 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 and then like changes the subject. And I was like, you little. He also, whenever he hears my voice on the radio, mm-hmm. he always knows it's me, and he also seems to know whenever it's about to come on, because that's he's been in the car with my brother. My brother will call me up like, hey, I just heard your commercial. It's really weird. Your nephew always knows what's you. It's funny. He knew the commercial was about to come on. Uh, before Ooh. it was and I was like fuck can he call me and tell me because I'd like to hear it right yeah <laughs> but yeah so my oh. youngest nephew has has just a weird sight sometimes you might, it's really interesting I don't know you might you know if you get a chance ask him see what he says he, do, he doesn't he just kind of blows it he, off no I'm saying like if he's seen or mm. yeah mm. it'd be interesting to see I don't want to plant the idea in his head because then I won't know if it's real yeah and if it's like he's just decided that he is seeing it because you know what you could do is tell him you had an imaginary friend see how he Reacts oh, to it. Maybe, maybe. See how he does but that. This, I, you know, I could see how that conversation would go. I could yeah. see him going, oh, he wasn't imaginary. Like, I could see him, right? like, not, ah! I could see him not making sense of, like, me calling you him imaginary. You fucking have to do it now <laughs> and report back to, to all of us. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Oh, my imaginary <gasps> friend, Gabriel. Oh. It was Gabriel. I used to call him Gaby. No, it's okay. Well, thank you, Michael, for sharing, You're welcome. I just, I just sharing part of that story and everybody being like, story. what? <laughs> Michael will be where are you going this weekend I'm going to uh, Milwaukee he's, he'll be in Milwaukee so if you're listening and you're in Milwaukee just fucking ask this guy what he's talking about he'll tell you yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you I'll in, tell person, you in person he won't be able to yeah. stop himself I'm going to anime Milwaukee anime Milwaukee and I'll awesome. be there all weekend alright well yeah. have a good weekend thank you thank Brandon's you. staying in town so I don't get Genji again I know I had him last weekend there. you did he loved it over here it's the first time he'd been over in a while I know because he'd been recovering from his back issues yeah but All right. He's better. Yeah, he's so. good. Okay. Yay. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening, um, for listening. to our second episode of Ghosticles. Ghosticles. You love it. Everybody loves it. You're just going to have to deal with do. it. Of course they do. Of course they do. So, <laughs> again, you guys check out the website. It's schoolintentions.com. Yes. Um, you can submit your stories there. Uh, just look under the menu. It, it's real clear. It says, like, submit your stories here or sto- yeah. something like that. And then uh, emails, ghoul intentions. <laughs> ghoul intentions <laughs> podcast. I know what it is. Ghoul intentions podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And then our Twitter is ghoul intent. That's right. Twitter is ghoul intent. Ghoul intent, yeah. yeah. And then Instagram, ghoul intentions. Mm-hmm. Facebook mm-hmm. page, ghoul intentions. So you can follow us on all of those things. We'll keep you up to date. And um, we will be back, I guess, Monday with our next episode. We're yeah, looking forward to it. I think too. you guys are going to love it. And uh, remember, it's, it's okay, okay to, to sleep, sleep with, with the, the lights, lights on. on.